Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready for a digital dive? You're listening to the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, the weekly tech and gaming media podcast that breaks down the latest news, lore, and more. So plug in, because the GZ Chop Shop starts now. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop. I am your host, Project Itachi, joined by my good friend and co-host, Wardners, and... For the last couple of weeks, we've been talking like a lot of heavy news, like really getting into the tech industry, the gaming industry, and all the things you guys expect from us. So I want to try to change pace a little bit for this episode. And I mean, I can't promise we won't go down a rabbit hole. We don't mean to sometimes. It just gets there. But I kind of want to talk about like some games that I know I'm looking forward to and just kind of like a different view on the state of gaming um things that we used to get that we don't get anymore that really impact the games we get today and and where this is coming from is i was playing the forspoken demo which anyone who's a console gamer knows this is supposed to be it's big big ps5 what i thought was exclusive um but apparently it's getting a pc port which i don't know if you know warners the specs recommended for for spoken on pc are ridiculous it gave yuli pause and you know nothing faces that man <laughs> but they were saying it's recommended to have like a 3070 <laughs> i call bullshit because i have a 2070 super and an i9 and i can i max out graphics on all my games if i want to mm with little trouble and I can still keep around like 80 to hundred uh, frames per second. So this is only going to give you so 30 frames per second on needing on needing any of that. Yeah. Apparently it's, it's causing red flags for the game. Um, and I want to say for the PC version over, over the console version. And I know we talked a little bit about it before we were recording where I said uh, some games translate well to one version over another some games translate that are great on console do not do well on pc and the one example i could think of was when arkham knight came out arkham knight was a phenomenal game on console but for some reason when it went to pc it was one of the worst pc ports like ever it was so broken it was virtually unplayable and we recently saw this also with the callisto protocol which i think as a game a straightforward single player survival horror game is pretty good but i know 
it was probably better to play for console than PC because the PC had, it was literally unplayable at launch that they had to throw out patches to fix it, to make it playable. It still glitches out every now and then, but I've heard no complaints on the console version. And it just made me think, I was like, you know, with so many people going PC, it's made this big push on developers who might not have wanted to make their game available on PC that they've got to do this 180 after they've finished the game. And then, you know, companies go, Hey, well, we got to make it available on steam. And that's a whole different beast, you know, with playstations, you know, the playstation specs, anyone who owns a playstation, you know what they're getting. So you can build your game to function on a PlayStation because everyone's system is going to be exactly the same. At most, they've added extra memory. But anyone who customizes the system, that's on them. And I think that's part of the simplicity of why console games will never really die because it's so simple. But with PC, there's so many variables that you got to work with. You know, everyone's computer is different. No, no two PC gamers computers are going to be exactly alike. Well, and and, and they have to put the effort into the programming because it requires different. It requires entirely different programming. And depending on how people just play their games and run their, you know, run their rigs. I'm like, it's it's a beast, but it's also the more more favorited beast because of that limitless potential in what computer monster you can create. And I think it sucks because the PC community and most reviewers, they're PC gamers, have so much influence on how a game's reviews will turn out that I think we're kind of seeing the repercussions of that now. And I was like I said, I was playing the first spoken demo and personally, it interests me. It's something new. I can't put my finger on on another game that's done something like it. It's it's a pretty much it's a parkour freeform uh, RPG action adventure from what I can tell. What do you mean parkour? Because when I think of parkour, I think of like free running. Exactly. Think of your Elden Ring mage if they could parkour. <laughs> that sounds dope. Exactly. And I was playing it and I was just like, it, the, it, and I'm playing it on my PS5 and it looks beautiful. It's it's a beautiful, lush world. It looks like it could be filled out a little bit more, but the world is lush. It's beautiful. And you can just, you don't need a horse. You don't need to go acquire. Your character literally uses magic to sprint across the land and parkour flip and dodge attacks and do all. And you're a magic user. That sounds really cool. And I'm like, this game has so much potential and I love it. And because the combat isn't just so straightforward, like you have to learn and you can switch spells on the fly. Do you want to suddenly use fire magic? Like there was this one point where I was surrounded by enemies and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Psych, giant ring of fire. Now you're trapped in here with me. My my magic attacks have skyrocketed and I'm slashing them in my ring of fire with a flaming sword of death. And I'm flipping around this whole time. And then when the fire's gone, whoever was on the outside is looking at their buddies like, oh shit. I'm like this game. Like it sounds like a really awesome. It movie. sounds it's and it, and it and it handles really really well. Like it's 
it's something you got to learn as you play, but I feel like it's so worth it. But then I was looking at an article and I said, see, this is what's going to hurt this game before it even gets out the door. Was the person that reviewed it or the demo when they played on PC or I guess the lack thereof because they had to release a patch, which I say they should get plus points for that. And I'll get to that in a minute. They were so focused on how bad it handled on PC that they were like, oh, there's already red flags for this game. Nothing about the game really itself so much as, you know, like how it handled on PC. And it makes me realize, I'm like, well, wasn't this supposed to be a PS5 exclusive originally anyway? So why are we really, why are they having to worry about PC at all right now? Like when it's supposed to be this big PS5, you know, exclusive, at least that's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense to think that way when you're talking exclusives, because I think one of the reasons it's, one of the reasons it takes a while for a game to come from PlayStation and then, you know, appear on steam is, is not just, you know, the, the, the business side where, you know, they want to make sure that they get, you know, the money rightfully so to the studios and the console and Sony and all that. Um, But it's also because it gives them a chance to get it ready. Mm -hmm. It gives them time to make it ready to play on the PC. Yeah. So I was, you know, as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm reading the article and I said, well, this sucks because this is going to have so much influence because it's IGN and everyone's going to take, they're going to look at that. And even if they're not playing on PC, they're going to look and just see that, oh, this game already has red flags because of this nuance with it not being great on PC. Well, it's, it wasn't originally meant supposed to be on PC yet. So I'm hoping that I, I wonder if they took a chance because they know that everybody that wants a PlayStation doesn't have one. So they were trying to maybe I don't know if it was necessarily compromise, but still try to make make that money back for making the game. Yeah. Uh, and make make money off of it by going on ahead and reaching out to the PC community in that way, which I can understand. But I kind of feel like that might've been a very back all because the PC community is way harsher than the console community. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. And I feel that them doing that is going to hurt for spoken more than it deserves this. And it, well, it's no wonder, like you got, you have people that literally put a lot of time, money and energy into building their computers and they know damn well that their, their PC can play anything. And then they receive a game that plays like garbage and, and of course they're going to be like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Like how? Yeah. Uh, the criticism is going to be there. They're going to be more harsh. Yeah. So I would say just to anyone like who, uh, and, and can we also just talk about like games still having a demo, like kudos to square Enix for even making a demo available. Now I know in the article later down, they were talking about how review codes had not gone out to major reviewers and and it was making me upset because there was one who was like, you know, there's this very influential review. I can't remember their name, but they basically were like, I haven't gotten a review code. This is very unlikely. This is, you know, like this doesn't happen to us often. So take with that information what you will. And I'm like, see, that's a little that's 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 an entitled spoiled person's response, because if I make a game and I don't want to give you a review code, I'm not going to give you one. <laughs> it's my fucking game <laughs> so take your entitled self and go sit in I your corner this 
<laughs> yeah. And they're like, and the thing is, but they have so much influence that because they're so bitter, they didn't get a review code. They're going to try to ruin that game subtly. So no one can say, well, it's your fault. They just said, well, I didn't say anything. I just said, take with that what you will. That line right there is totally unnecessary. <laughs> like, you're not fooling. It's anyone. a better line. It's a, it's better, a line. better line. And then you know exactly what you're doing. You're butthurt. Passive aggression at its finest. Exactly. So this is where I say Forspoken is probably going to become one of those four years we look back and go, wow, this game was great. And it's going to get crapped on because of the passive aggressive responses it's getting now. Oh, it's already red flags because the PC port isn't great. It's it wasn't meant for that yet. Oh, well, we're not getting review codes to review it also for PC. Yes, because it wasn't meant for it originally. Their focus is PS5. So if all of you reviewers are going to play it on PC, they know you're not doing them any favors. Because your review is going to be general. And most people are going to read your general review, not realizing that the PS5 version could be phenomenal. Because the Callisto Protocol, that's exactly what happened. The PS5 version was phenomenal. It was beautiful. It worked. It was fine. Which tells me that's where their focus was. But the PC review is the one everyone's noticing, acknowledging, and going with. And I think Forspoken is going to suffer because of that. Because I see that game having plenty of limitless potential on the scale of The Witcher. I see that having a lot of potential. That's a game where I'm like, you know what? If it is what I'm believing it is and what I've gotten to play, like, let's be grateful there's a demo at all. I could see DLC being justified for this game because holy crap, this is new. Who else has a mate, a parkour mage? Uh, I don't see that anywhere. So it's ambitious. It's something different. There, there are some very specific enemies in Elden Ring. In Dark Souls in general, I would love to be able to combat that way. Just flip. Looking at, just, looking at you, Melania. <laughs> yeah, I just want to come in and just, just conquer a whole all of Kaled that way just all those stupid birds oh and man just parkour little, flipping around yeah oh my god make life so much easier but it, this makes me realize that um like i said and coming back to you know kudos on even having a demo because a lot of games don't even give you demos anymore a lot of them just roll out crap that you and yeah they just give you an unfinished product yeah, at the beginning and you paid and for it they make they make patches when only only make patches when they hear complaints. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're not going to spend the time. And the other thing about the reviewers, they they insulted the fact that after the people who played the demo sent in issues that they saw, they patched the demo, but they complained they're like, well, this what does this tell us about the game when it stays away? The fact they even acknowledged you and patched the demo, which means in turn they're fixing it in the game before they release it. Isn't that what you want? That's what a demo is. That's the purpose of a demo. I like, I don't understand. Like that article was actually frustrating me. Cause I'm like, you're complaining about the things you say that gamers have been saying we want, like, let us see it first so we can tell you to fix it. And they, here it is. Square Enix is doing exactly that going as far as patching a demo. They don't have to patch a demo. 
but they're showing you in good faith. We hear you. We're fixing it. And now you can see the changes and we're complaining about it. Then you turn around and wonder why the devs and the, the companies treat us just like piggy banks and idiots. It's crap like that because I get it. There's no pleasing everyone. But here's Square Enix taking that chance to go back because here's the thing. We can't complain about wanting something. And when a company does it, we could still complain. Because it's like, oh, we weren't getting demos before. So we said, we want demos. We want to see the game before it comes out. We, we're tired of spending money and getting crap games. So here's Square. Here's the demo. Oh, your demo's all broken, blah, blah, blah. That's what a demo is. <laughs> it's not the finished product. They're, they want you to find the problem so they can fix it. Tell us what you want so we can fix it. And we're still complaining. So, like, my thing is, I implore you guys. Where were all these complaints with the microtransactions and, and shit DLCs over the past 10 years? You know, like, direct your energy towards that shit, not a demo. I, I would love to know. Like, I can't even speculate on why people are so infatuated with skins. Like, that sounds so creepy. Like, I, I know, right? It, <laughs> I would let any gamers really, out. I really there. like the skin I just unlocked. Like, okay, first of all, why don't you calm down there, Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> the only time I went full blown committed on getting any kind of cosmetic was in Halo 3 when you got all the skulls. I think it was. It was like the skull outfit, the helmet was like this. It, it was like it was a very unique looking helmet and it basically meant you found every single skull in the game and that was an accomplishment on its own yes and i wore that thing with pride you know why because that <laughs> told everyone how dedicated i was to that game because not everyone had that shit let alone turning any of those skulls on <laughs> that's how i felt in destiny one when it was so incredibly difficult to get a lot of the legendary weapons like you needed help mm -hmm. for the most part you had to go through hell and back on the the most difficult yep. you know challenges ever um and now they just kind of hand it out like candy yep. or they sunset and limit that gun that yeah. it's useless now yeah the games have certainly changed in that aspect of there's it's not unless you're playing a one uh, like a, a a one player story driven game and even that even with that, like a lot of games just don't have that feel anymore. That feel of like accomplishment and, and earning something because there's just a way to get it otherwise. Yeah. And usually it's with money. The only other game I can think of and I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I can't I'm not shitting on it because you do have to put in work is like Call of Duty skins like gold and platinum and onyx. You had to do, you know, a lot of a lot of online kills. <laughs> under certain circumstances mounted hip fire xyz so yes you earn that totally but for most games you just buy them and i want to understand the infatuation with that concept why do we allow that and then people will say well because once it's gone no one else will have it and then you i'm like so you just want 
it's just like a moment of pride. You think everyone else in the room is going to be jealous. That one kid that goes, oh my gosh, that skin is so cool. Where did you get it? Your $100 overall. F- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For that one moment where one kid comes about that one skin and says it, that's, is that what it is? Because that's what I feel like it is. You just buy every skin until you get that one person that says that skin's cool. Where'd you get it? Yeah, you spent $3.99 on it, but how many skins did you buy before that nobody cared about? Just for you to get that one moment. <laughs> you know what? It 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 kind of it's the same concept as social media. You why do most why do why does anyone use social media and post on there for likes, views, and comments, aka for attention, yeah. for um being recognized. Me, 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 me. Gaming has is turning into the same shit. And it's it's very disheartening. Because it's like we're forgetting what gaming is really supposed to be about. Like, I miss the days. Community and friends and and uh, making memories. Funny, funny shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss the days of demo discs. Try all these games on the demo disc. And it was a bunch. It would be like five, six, sometimes ten games on a disc. You just play the demo disc. So you basically could like build yourself up to eventually getting that game and trying it out. I I just got curious and I said, okay, well, First Spoken had a demo. So I went to look at other games that had demo and it's like sparse. It's sparse. You're lucky if a new game coming out drops a demo at all. Like usually they're just like, no, you're going to pay us to play it, whether you like it or not. And then if we decide to fix it, if the cry is loud enough, then we'll fix it. But they already got your money now. There's no trying it out. And I feel like we ruined that. We did that. And just reading that review online made me realize this is why they don't put out demos. This is exactly why. Because in my opinion, I'm like, yo, if this game is what I think it is, I think it could be a great contender for game of the year at the end of the year. It's going to have some stiff competition with all the games that are coming out. But I think it could be a great contender. A game I would love to have seen a demo about. And I feel would have been justified, but didn't because it's still EA Dead Space remake. I feel that would have been a great demo. Let me see what you guys are doing, but they won't. They won't. 
because these reboots, man, these reboots are getting ridiculous. And it, it truly feels like it's a combination of trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Of course, often nostalgia running out of running out of uh, ideas for lack of effort. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the, the anime Trigun is a big example of that for me. I know you've heard me complain oh, yeah. about it. The original Trigun, it was short. There could have been a lot more to it. The manga is what it is a lot longer and more detailed, uh, but it was good for what it was. The original was enjoyable. It was not bad. And the animation for the time, I feel like it still holds up. Um, it's, it's just good animation. And the remake is just hot garbage. Cause now even animes are starting to get the treatment. And it's, and, and I, I don't understand, like I get it. We all go, it, we're, we go through phases and I guess we're in the remake phase, you know, um, which I don't, I don't understand why we're in a remake phase and how that got kicked off and why it's stuck now, because it's not like they're reinventing the wheel reboots, remakes. That's been a thing for years, but they never stuck. Usually they just get panned and nobody cares. So why now is it suddenly sticking and and don't get me wrong some of these remakes have come out great resident evil 2 remake great resident Evil 4 remake looks amazing but it looks like but they they got so into that wheel of oh this is what people want reinvent the already invented wheel (laughs) (laughs) and it's like but why like it, it Capcom had a great story with seven and eight. So it shows people don't mind expanding and bringing a new story. Those two games were phenomenal. So much so seven is one of the most unfinished Resident Evil games, not because it's bad, but because it was so scary. People couldn't finish it. So they opened up the world a bit more with eight. So people would actually finish it. But that's the point. It's a horror game. You're supposed to be scared shitless. Not not to go too far off track, but. Speaking of sequels and remakes and all that, and this isn't a remake, it's a sequel. Avatar 2. Huh. Now, I haven't I haven't watched it. Me either. But we, we're all aware that the first Avatar broke every record. Yep. And then it's been years like what like 13 years or something like yeah. that since like 2012 i think it came out something like that yeah so like 10 years or something um and a lot of people have been very critical of the movie when it or they were very critical of the movie when it first the part two avatar two when it when it came out back about five six weeks ago and uh, i guess all all these uh investors and studios were telling james cameron that basically that movie is not going to make the money that you think it's going to make. And James Cameron has been very adamant that, yeah, it is. And I'm going to make the third and fourth one. I'm, I'm already working on it. The movie just passed $2 billion. How much did it take to make the movie? Uh, right, let's let, let, let's look avatar to cost. Let's just type that in. Uh, $250 million was the budget. So he made, all that money in the say what you will about the man. He knows. <laughs> so like, like 
And it what I, I'm not really into the Avatar movies. I, I don't think they're bad movies or anything like that. Or I didn't hate the first one. I, it's just not I'm just not into it. It's probably a great movie, but I it's just not my thing. Um but I just thought it was really funny that he got so much pushback and he stood his ground and said, just watch. And it fucking did exactly what he said it was going to do. And that people are leaving the movie theaters with some complaints. Every movie has complaints. I think the biggest one being but overall so enough to make two billion plus dollars in six freaking weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely going to get his sequels. Yeah. Because it, it, it made it made it not only made the money back and everyone got paid, but it, it, it brought in money for the studios. Mm-hmm. And now they're all sitting there going, hmm, I see. Yeah. And I've thought about this very recently that with reboots and remakes and lack of like just cinema quality, I love superhero movies. Don't get me wrong. I love action. I love sci fi. I love all these things. But all we have a lot of directors in this world that are older and they come from a slightly different time Mm -hmm. and they're all from different times. You know, know, Spielberg and and, uh, Carpenter and uh, uh, Ripley. Oh, uh, Ripley, Ripley Scott, Scott. Ripley Scott, um, James Cameron, and just to name a few. But these are older actors. And they all share a similar sentiment about cinema that we're cinema's losing its touch. Yeah. Scorsese was a big one that came out about that with uh superhero movies. And I'm, yeah. So I'm, I'm at first I was like, well, are they or, but after the past few years with the way cinema has been treated and the movies that come out and then the same thing with games, I now share their sentiment. And it's not even just the directors, but some actors too, that they have this, um, and and they're very respected too. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, kind of feels the same way. And he told, I believe it was Timothy Shamalot, the one who was in Doom. If I I know I probably butchered his name, fangirls don't kill me. Um, don't do superhero movies. He gave him like these these rules. He was like, no drugs. Uh something else and no superhero movies like the big three rules for like and you you know what's interesting about that too is what what's happening with the boys because the boys are just putting a middle finger up to, to everybody everyone. and they're giving us great storytelling and plot twists and and parody and sarcasm and a huge middle finger to just every you know and i like it because they're parodying the growing they're, they're holding a mirror up to society, to society going hey this is you you're a piece <laughs> of shit and you're gonna watch this because you know you're a piece yeah. of shit and, and it's getting everyone and it's and i love it. it's getting everyone it's getting the superhero uh genre it's getting just society in general oh my god it's getting society and and i and you're right it's literally a middle finger and it's like <laughs> they're not only getting away with yeah. it but they're they're profiting they're from, profiting it. from it. But you know, there's a song. Um, it's a it's a it's a classic song from Theory of a Dead Man, and you probably heard it. You, you'll probably know the tune if you heard it. But it's the bitch came back, mm-hmm. and in one of the lines, they comment 
that she's the, the person's so dumb that they're actually singing along to the words of that song. And I'm like, <laughs> that's basically alluding to society. We all point and laugh thinking that's not us, but yeah, they're, duh, huh. and it's like, no, we're talking about you. And, and you're how, how sick do you have to be as a society to acknowledge, acknowledge that you enjoy the entertainment that you enjoy. And yet you recognize that it's showing you, it's, it's showing you a mirror. And then after acknowledging that and still enjoying it, you still make no changes. Absolutely. No changes. It's like, it's like forced therapy and nobody's listening. Because don't forget what I just said. Everyone sees like maybe one thing that they're like, yeah, that's me. But then they look and like, but 99% that's you. So everyone's doing yeah, this. Yeah. It, we, we have a, we have a, a issue in, in the world right now where everybody's just a victim. Yep. Nothing's their fault. It's everyone else's fault. Everybody else is the problem. And I'm the star of the world. The only time people get extremely offended is when any show makes it blatantly hard to ignore who they're talking to. Then when it's unavoidable and it's like very direct, then people get offended. So what the boys does is you can't get canceled if you're offending everybody because the people who agree with you offending someone else are going to support you. So if you offend everyone, everyone's going to support you. <laughs> so <laughs> to That's why family guy can keep going for so long. Family guy did get canceled though. They got canceled originally after like what the second or third season, yeah. they got canceled for a couple, two or three years, or I think a little more yeah. than that. I mean, and South park, but look South park, they, you know, that's why those shows can keep going because now I don't know how South Park gets away with anything they say, because even today they have not, they've only gotten worse and shittier about the things they say. Because if you offend and in everyone, today's world, that is very hard to get away yeah, with. If you offend everyone, doing it, you will get support from everyone. The amount I was reading uh, a while back, like the amount of lawsuits they constantly get <laughs> that get like, Obviously they don't go through or they'd be bankrupt. Yeah. Right. But I, I thought it was very like, they get so many lawsuits and threats. The reason they probably dodge it all. It's like, okay, this person is getting upset about us picking on them for an episode, but we picked on everyone. And that's probably their, that's the best argument. Why do they get the special privilege of being offended and insulted when no one else can? I say, fuck you. <laughs> and if you have something to say to me, that's cool too. You know why? Because I always appreciate a good roast. We should be roasting each other more often and giving each other a hard time more often. I mean, that's what our group chat is. <laughs> that's what our group chat, our group chat is, is always roasting each other. I like, to have around me. I like to have people around me that can talk shit, <laughs> say the honest things. And, and no matter how mean it is, if it's even partially true, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes looking in the mirror is, is a hilarious thing. Like, uh, when I had my word stroke today about pulling the show together and Yuli pulled, called me out on the word stroke and I was just like, you know Dude, what? I'm about to call you an <laughs> So I just committed so to it. Stroke. We, <laughs> I need to call somebody. I just committed to it. But yeah, I, 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 I do feel that, um, 
we once again, as I always say, we become our own worst enemy in gaming. Um, and I, I guess all of this is to tell people if you're a gamer, heck, even in any any entertainment you find, be your own reviewer. Like, I'm not saying dismiss reviews. There are a lot of solid, unbiased reviews out there. Yeah. Um, but I like what I look for when I read a review is story control. I don't care about graphics usually unless the game unless I load up the game and it's a vacant world and I clip through and I'm falling into the abyss. <laughs> it's just Imagine, imagine we start getting games and 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 they preview it being some amazing thing, and then when you go in to play the game and you you paid you know a hundred dollars in the future because unfortunately that's what it's gonna mm. be. Uh, it's just like it's just the graphical blocks <laughs> that are shaded and it's like uh, pigmentations oh, and, and just man. like and, and like three dimensional shit. I would and I, I'd be done. I'd be like, well, and I guess I'm sticking with the old. <laughs> just like what the hell is this like they're like i'll show you unfinished product bro and we would pay uh, for, for uh, it. If, if you if you get the game pass you can fill the colors in oh my goodness you get if you get the if you get the game pass season pass you get the renders <laughs> the render <laughs> you get the renders for uh, the shading you get the shading uh, frame rates for 299 we'll add 15. shadows <laughs> shadows <laughs> how bad do you want to play how this bad. game and then it's still then it still sucks yep. if you want if you want it to be patched uh put in a, a put, spend five dollars and we'll put you in like a query oh my gosh. join <laughs> our join our patch subscription service Jesus Christ. bro don't any devs oh, take man. that and run with it for the love of everything please though i will quit gaming <laughs> i would be done if they started putting patches on a subscription service. Oh, you weren't a member of our patch VIP. Ugh, dang. I guess you can't play the game day one. Since every game has a day one patch. But anyway, that's all the time we've got for this episode. Uh, I just really wanted to just, just like talk about like, you know, the effects we have on gaming and, and the reviews and stuff. But yeah, be your own reviewer. Don't let a, a review even from your favorite person shut shut you down on a game sometimes they're on sometimes they're spot on certain games are right anthem looking at you you know how this and the destiny how that turned around but there's been a lot of games that were poorly reviewed that i wound up enjoying that became guilty pleasures and i'm like how can anyone hate this game so do your own homework do your own reviews and 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 just give it a try i feel like a lot of games get shafted um Enjoy the game for what it is, not for what you want to compare it to and, un- and unrealistic expectations. Exactly. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the story. People forget to just enjoy the story that is there over graphics and skins and, and achievements. Just enjoy the damn story. Yeah, yeah. because it's not easy putting a game together. Definitely not. Um, but anyway, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you guys. Visit our website, osn-media.com. Click on the GZ Chop Shop, and at the very top, you guys can submit your show submissions with your thoughts, and we will play them on a future episode. So make sure to check that out and visit us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash OSN Media. If you want to get these episodes pretty much right after we record them, you don't have to wait a whole week. You guys can get them like almost back to back. Uh, and now we have the show notes so you guys can find the specific spots in the show. 
So if you want to get to the parts where we just go on a tangent, you can just click on it. <laughs> so I love tangents. Please submit, please them. submit them. Yes, we want to hear from you guys because we would love to hear your thoughts on, on a lot of these topics and join our communities. We got an amazing Discord community, amazing Twitch community. So check it all out. All that stuff is on our website. Anyway, you guys have been amazing. Stay safe out there. And we'll catch on the next episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.